You're listening to The Word of Hope, a radio ministry of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you this Christmas morning. We take time, praise God, that a Savior was born. And it's important to keep our focus on this because Christmas is becoming less and less clear as to what this day is really about. You have Satan and the world taking our focus off of what Christmas is really about. This day is about the birth of Christ, no matter what the world or people say. This birth, this is the whole point, the the, the whole point of Christmas, this birth is a birth like no other birth has been, nor will be. And this is important to ponder, because we would do well to really consider who it is who's lying in that manger, and why. And what effect does this have? What effect does this birth have? We should consider this, because Jesus was born with a purpose. He wasn't just born as a blessing to Mary and Joseph. He didn't just come to show us God and to make God better known to us. From the moment He was conceived in Mary's womb, He was headed toward His saving work. Jesus was the only one that was born to die. Now, considering death, the human race has suffered with the consequences of death since the fall. But this is not meant to be. We were created to live. God tells Adam and Eve to be fruitful and to multiply. God created humans to live and desired that there be more life in the world. Death was never a plan for us, nor were we even to know of this thing called death. But to fall into sin and our own sins bring death to us. Now we have to experience it. But it was never God's will for us. So now God's will for us is that all humans be rescued from death. His will is that all be saved from death and the consequences that sin brings. Everybody who is born is born to be saved. Everybody except one. This miraculous birth, this child is the only child born for the purpose of death. So, again, who is it who's in this manger? This birth is so unique that we really have to consider who's lying in there. Who is it who's born in this barn with the farm animals. Who is this child? Well, John tells us, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. We know that Jesus is the Word of God. So Jesus is with the Father, 
creating everything. He's there at creation. Jesus is the one speaking. And the world is coming into being. With, now, now keep this in mind. Jesus is the one there speaking creation into existence. Now, now let's move back into the manger. So you have this baby laying here in this barn. And this baby is the creator of the world. This baby is none other than God Himself. The same one who spoke the entire creation into being has Himself came into this creation. And it's very sad. This is where many people get it wrong. Many people are looking for God. They want to know God. They they really are seeking after God. So they start looking for Him. They look for Him in the creation, out there in the world. They look for Him within themselves, as though they have a, a little a little spark, a light of God inside of them. And they just need to find that light. Some some are even looking for God in the world or in the government. And if, if we could just just get God's laws to be better observed in this world, we'd be able to see God here. Or or maybe if we if we do a better job of keeping his laws, maybe that'll that'll bring God back. Maybe he'll come back. And this is really a very sad thing for people to look for God where he can't be found. I mean to, to illustrate this, imagine coming to the United States to hunt an elephant. I mean, just, just, just try, and, try and consider this. How frustrated and discouraged would you be? I mean, you keep hunting and keep hunting. You're, you're trying every day to find an elephant. You're looking really hard. And some people even will come and tell you, now, stop hunting for elephants. There are no elephants in the United States. You can't find them. But you don't believe it. And you just, you just keep hunting. Now, how discouraging would this be? And even, even if you keep looking for elephants where they're not, if you keep hunting for elephants in the U.S., you might even begin to think that elephants don't exist because you can't find them. Well, the same thing happens with God. People often hunt for God where He can't be found. But He comes to you in His flesh. He comes to you. He is to be found in Jesus. That's where God is. So it's God in flesh dwelling in this manger. The exact same God who created everything the infinite has come to the finite but sin in this fallen world that rebelled against god and don't seek after him and unfortunately even for us if if we were left alone to our our own natural desires we would be content with hunting for elephants in the united states we would be happy looking for God where He's not. But in, in, in this child Jesus, in this baby in this manger, we see the light. He breaks through the darkness of our sin and He removes our, our blinders. 
John tells us, In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. God doesn't allow us to keep wandering around searching for other gods. He shatters the darkness of this world in Jesus. He comes to reveal who He is. He gives Himself to us in the flesh of Jesus. In this birth, He shows us there are no elephants in America. He shows it. He makes it clear. We don't need to be hunting for Him where He's not. So we stop hunting. And we don't have to hunt for God because He comes and He reveals Himself to us exactly in this birth in Jesus. Not only does He reveal Himself to us, but He gives us life. To all those who believe in Him, He gives life. This is what rescues us from the consequences of death. The consequences of sin and death. Now this is similar to to placing a plant by the window where it gets plenty of sunlight. It continues to grow, continues to be fruitful and live. We are no different. And this is what John means when he says, Jesus is the life and light of men. If we are constantly where Jesus shines, where Jesus speaks to us, we will live. The darkness of sin and our own nature, our own sinful flesh, won't stop trying to pull us back. They try, it, it tries to take our light away from us. Constantly. We're constantly being attacked. Trying to be pulled back into the darkness. But John says, it can't, the darkness can't overcome our light. We are safe where the light of Christ shines. You are safe. You are where Christ's light is shining. He's shining on you right now as we celebrate His birth some 2,000 years ago. Now, now this is not what we expect of God. This is not what people... This is not how people expect God to come to us. And the same thing happened then as it does now. John tells us he came to his own and his own people did not receive him. Jesus went to the Jews who were supposed to be looking for him. I mean, that was the whole point of the sacrifices. All this stuff was all pointing to Jesus. He was the one promised in all their books He was the one who would save them from their sins. Jesus Jesus is the one they have been waiting for. The long-awaited Messiah. And when He comes, they say, no thanks. Uh, Is this this any different today, though? God, God came to us in the flesh of Jesus. And His own people crucified Him. And God comes to us now. He still does. He does come to us now. And... And we often say, man, that's awful boring. Oh, boy, I, I don't really, I don't really want God to be like that. I mean, that's, that's not any fun. That's pretty boring. 
or or when when we can't stop looking at our watches because because the service is taking so long. I mean, we are being bored with how God has chosen to come to us. Every Sunday is a present time Christmas. And we often don't receive it as such. The same miracle that happened 2,000 years ago happens every service. And we don't always receive it. It's not how we think God should come to His people. But it, it is how God does it. This is how He comes to His people. And He comes to us in His glory. Jesus is God coming to us And in coming, we can see God's glory in Jesus. John says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen His glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Now God's glory, this this is just mind-boggling. God's glory is not what we look for. And praise God, we don't get to define His glory. I mean, it's much to our benefit that we don't define His glory. Because we might think of God's glory more, 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 uh, accurate as, uh, like Him coming down and, you know, coming down with trumpets blazing and destroying wicked people from the earth, getting rid of all the sin, uh, the wicked running and His cleansing fire of holiness. We think of His second coming more as God's glory. And we're way off. We'd be way off thinking that. That is not where God's glory is. If it were, Jesus wouldn't have been born in a manger. Jesus wouldn't have come to save. If God's glory were more accurately tied to His second coming, then Jesus would have come to destroy everybody. To destroy all wickedness. That's what would have happened if that's where God's glory was. But God speaks to you in the Psalms when He tells you that that His glory is in life. He says to you, Turn, O Lord, deliver my life. Save me for the sake of Your steadfast love. For in death there is no remembrance of You. And Sheol, who will give you praise? God's glory is to be found in His mercy. And so, that's why Jesus comes to save. This is exactly why Jesus comes in a manger. Why God comes to save, rather than to destroy. And it's for this reason, why Jesus was born to suffer and die. He came to have mercy. And that is exactly what we need. Imagine this. Imagine sitting in the manger. We'll take you back. Back to the birth of Jesus. Sitting in the manger with Joseph, Mary, and everybody who was there. And, and you get to take all your knowledge with you. Everything you know, all your biblical knowledge about Jesus, His mission, who He is, you get to take all that with you. Now imagine seeing him right there in that manger. And then Mary asks you, Hey, 
Would you like to hold the baby Jesus? <laughs> Whoa! Man, we can't even imagine what a great honor this would be. Just oh, the Savior in my arms. Wow. We would cherish every minute of this. But, but now think about it. What if we responded, yeah, I'll hold Jesus, but only for 12 or 15 minutes. I just get so bored. I can't hold him that long. I have to go home and play with the presents I just opened. We've got a family dinner to get to. I can't hold Jesus too long. Maybe, maybe just a little while. I mean, this scenario seems ridiculous. But it's what happens to us now. Jesus is being delivered and given to us right now. And we often say, fine, but only a couple minutes. Now tell me we don't need mercy. That's exactly what we need. Even, even us faithful saints who come to the Christmas Day service, we still need mercy. I'm just as guilty as any of you, as anyone. You know, the only reason I know these thoughts that might be going on is because I've had those thoughts. I've been sitting there thinking that. Come on, wrap it up. You know? <laughs> and and if, if I weren't up here rambling on right now, I'd be thinking it. And so that's why God comes to have mercy. God came to die so that we don't have to. Jesus was born in a barn because the world had no place for Him. Jesus was faithful in every aspect and He never had to taste death. He never sinned and He could still be walking around today if it weren't for His mercy. He was born to face the cross so we would be given life. He breaks through the darkness of sin and leads us to life. <laughs> he never took for granted the things of God. He did this so that, so that when we're distracted by the things of life or the things of this world, we're not condemned. Jesus took the condemnation we deserve for only giving God an hour or 45 minutes of our day. Jesus gave everything to God and depended on God so perfectly that we could be given His righteousness. So now God, the Father, sees us as perfectly faithful as Christ was. And because of Jesus and His death on the cross, now when we can't focus on Christ and how He comes to us, we are forgiven. So this, this is why Christmas is so joyful. We rejoice. Our Savior was born. God Himself put on flesh to save us. His dwelling, His coming, His birth would have been no benefit to us if it weren't for His cross. Without His death, Him being here would not benefit us at all. So Jesus, so God, 
was born to die for each and every one of you. And you are now seen as perfect in the eyes of God. You get all the blessings that the Father can give because you are His children. So rejoice. A Savior has been given to you. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We hope you were blessed by today's Word of Hope. Hope Lutheran Church is located at 1345 Macon Street in Aurora, Colorado. Their weekly schedule is as follows. Sunday morning worship at 9.15, adult Bible class and youth Sunday school at 10.45 a.m. On Tuesday mornings, there is a matin service at 8.30 a.m. with a Bible class to follow at 9.30 a.m. You can find out more about Hope Lutheran Church at www.hope-aurora.org. That's www.hope-aurora.org. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you in His grace.